Welcome to the Lucha Lounge Podcast. I am your host, Elijah Kang, a sound designer by day, but by night, I am a pro wrestling connoisseur, the proud owner of two cats, and the host of this, the Lucha Lounge Podcast. This podcast is all about giving uncommon people a platform to share their ideas and stories with all of you. So thanks for listening. Here we go. The guests on the 25th episode of the Lucha Lounge podcast are the vocalist and guitarist of a local acoustic duo. We talk about the origins of their collaboration, the challenges of curating a set list, and the transition from playing only covers to their original music. They also perform live in studio. So without any further delay, please welcome my guests, Lisa J. and Montre of November Morning. Boom! And we're live with Lisa J. and Montre of November Morning. Welcome to the Lucha Lounge Podcast. Hi, good Glad to, be, to here. be here. Yeah, man. How are you guys feeling? Awesome. It's a beautiful day. It really is. It really is a nice day. And um, yeah, man, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. I mean, to be honest, I found you guys on Instagram as I was looking for guests, as I am wont to do on most days. And I stumbled across a performance of you guys, just you two with the guitar. And I fell in love with the vocals, fell in love with the group. And I'm just really excited to have you guys here to hear some of your music, to hear your story. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. That's great. We're so glad that you reached out and happy to be here. Yeah, man. Um, so let's go all the way back, right? You guys are both musicians, vocalists. Lisa J is the vocalist and Montre is the guitarist. Mm -hmm. um, how did you guys get involved with music? I mean, from the beginning for me, um, I was singing since as long back, as far back as I can remember. Um, mm. When I was a little girl, I would sing, um, you know, but one of the things that I um, struggled with was stage fright. And from the earliest of ages, I had the lead in a play in my preschool where I was Betsy Ross. And right before I was supposed to go on, I didn't go and in goes the understudy. And so went <laughs> life uh, through the teen years where I just kept singing. I would sing in my room. Uh, I don't want to age myself, but I would record myself on cassette tapes. And yeah, so always singing. Um, my family is very musical. Um, my brother, would uh, taught himself how to play the guitar, incredible voice. Um, my sister was in choir and chorus. Um, my other sister uh, was in drama and theater. Um, so really, I, I had a lot of influence um, of that growing up. Uh, and then, you know, um, just would kind of sing here and there. Friends would hear me and say, wait, I think you can sing. Why don't you share that more? Right. And uh, yeah, it took all the way through a, a good bit of adulthood to finally come out of my shell yeah. <laughs> the last few years. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. Yeah. And I think even when we first met, I, I don't think she ever sang as much in front of people that often. And you can kind of tell like she was, you know, getting warmed up and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Well, it is. I mean, it is a very vulnerable position to be mm -hmm. on stage, everybody looking at you and it's not, and I don't I don't want to say this like in a negative way. You're not really hiding behind an instrument if you're a vocalist. You are the instrument. Right. So there's like another added level of pressure. Yeah. Another yeah. added level of vulnerability. So yeah, man. I'm glad I'm glad you uh, got over that because now everybody can hear your voice and hear your music and it's a great thing, I think, for sure. Thanks. Yeah. It's um it's exciting. But how about you? 
Boy. How'd you get started? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> you guys have great banter, too. I the, love uh, this. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> we do all this all day. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I started, my my dad was actually the most musical one in our family. He bought like a, you know, an organ. He started playing some CCR. He played all these Laotian music things. And he would, you know, sing around the house and all that good stuff. So that was my first exposure to anything musical. Um, fast forward through, um, you know, junior high, all my friends had guitars and drums and stuff, and I didn't really have anything. So I, um, I kind of just picked up a guitar that my my one of my buddies had, and he he wasn't really playing it. So I I took it I took it home, practiced a little bit, watched some Bob Dylan, watched some Metallica, and then I just started learning. And I was like, oh my god, I just started playing songs. That kind of like started pushing me more to go into music. Um, I find I found myself waking up at 4 a.m. trying to play this Metallica solo. You know, I went to bed like at 11. And then for some reason, I kept thinking about, oh man, how, how awesome would it be if I could just nail that solo? So then I would wake up at 4 a.m. and then just sit there and practice it all day, <laughs> you know, and then wake up at 6, you know, or keep going till 6 until I had to go to school or right, whatever. Right. So I was really, really into it um, from like 16, 17. And then I kind of took a pause and, you know, you know, you have high school and college. Yeah. I did. I did a little bit of teaching of of guitar in in college. Yeah, it, was li- it was a little BS, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> anything to make that beer money. That's what yeah, I say. Yeah, definitely had to had to have the beers. Um, and then you know, a lot of my background is is more hard rock, more metal. And as you get older, you you kind of your tastes change, and you kind of want to explore different things. And that's where. It's kind of funny because people say, that, you know, what, whatever you're playing right now is nowhere near your wheelhouse right. or, or nowhere near your tastes. I would never listen to like Corinne Bailey or anything yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> on, on the side. But um, but for me, musically, I feel like they have a lot to offer, just different perspectives, different, you know, ways of putting chords and melodies and progressions together. For sure. So I find that like super interesting. I mean, it's really limitless how much potential is there with all kinds of music. And like I, I was talking with a, another singer songwriter and we were talking about how people get locked in like to a certain genre. And like sometimes it is like that. It's like, well, I want to be a R&B singer, so I need to be locked into that genre. But this girl was like, you know, I'm still figuring out where, where I want to be. And, you know, that's OK, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how you find your sound. That's how you find your style. Yeah, and that's that's part of the growth that you that you see. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think you have to go all the way around, you mm. know, and, and find stuff that force yourself to listen to things that you would never ever listen to because it'll open up doors and open up new perspectives. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting in our backstory, um, just when from us working together. We've been working together about a year and a half, and just the first couple of times we come together. Montre's asking me, well, what kind of songs do you want to do you want to play? And my, you know, my uh, my kind of zone for my voice is influenced by um, a lot of kind of soul music, Motown, um, but not necessarily all that. And um, it was just funny because he's coming in you know, wishing that he could be at a Pantera concert and I'm wishing I could be in the front row at a Sarah Bareilles concert (laughs) and he's going, who's Sarah Bareilles? (laughs) So it was, he did, he did. And now he loves her. (laughs) Um, She's 
phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, she's yeah. a great song. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she's yeah. incredible. So it's just this um it's this interesting kind of two people you wouldn't think would get together mm. in terms of this music collaboration. And I think we've learned a lot from from each other in this in this process, which, you know, that's that's how it should be. It shouldn't be, you know, one sided. It should be a collaboration because, you know, no one ever has the answers and you sort of evolve together, um, you know, spending so much time practicing and and new ideas come up and, um, the, you know, the sound kind of comes together, you know, then as a blend instead of just one person sort of determining right. the track you go on. Um, but I think it's interesting, you know, that um, talking about the not having just a single genre, we've had that conversation. Um, and I, I work with a, a vocal coach. Um, and I've had that conversation, you know, a, a lot of times in that, well, I, it's not really that I'm this soul music singer. I'm not really this Motown music singer. I've got all of these different kinds of songs that I feel like really fit my vocal range really mm -hmm. well. And that, Sometimes are a little bit of a tangent, but a lot of times uh, kind of have a common denominator that there is this kind of soulful underground of uh, in the song, and it might be classified as indie rock or indie pop even. Right. Um, but really, when I hear it, I hear what's what's under the sound, and I hear the vocals just kind of fitting in in that hmm. that sort of you know lower sort of soul vibe range right, um, right. so that's sort of how our set list is is built out it's um and i think it's it can be risky in that regard because a lot of times, you know, when you're when you're playing music and you're promoting yourself, people want to know who are you, what's your yeah. what's your thing, what's your genre, what do you play, um, and when you sort of have a little bit of a mixed bag, you don't want to get lost without a personality in terms of people want to check a box, they want to say right. you're this type of you know singer or band, um, but I think you know our. Our hope is that that there's, um, you know, with especially I think with the proliferation of music apps that sort of, you know, people just put together the kind of music with a thumbs up and a thumbs down yeah. or whatever. They're making their own playlist that that isn't this kind of just single bucket. Um, our hope is that there's, you know, an interest in that and that we can sort of, um, you know, entertain and, re and rely on the fact that it's just good music. For yeah. sure. I mean, I think... I think more and more, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, like the curation of playlists has really changed how people listen to, to music now, especially with Spotify. Mm -hmm. You know, when iTunes and stuff like that first came out, it was really genre based, like rock, hip hop, soul, R&B, whatever. But now it's like, these are the songs that I like. Mm -hmm. I don't really care if they fall into the right genre or not. This is what I'm listening to. Or you do it by area. Like this is... These are the artists from my area, like the DMV or Maryland, Virginia, whatever it is. And yeah, it is interesting how people are consuming it now. Mm -hmm. And so it is less important to be locked into a genre, like you said. Um, yeah, man, it's just yeah, it's, it's crazy how things are changing. Like this is kind of a tangent, but like, do you guys know this song called Old Town Road? Mm -mm. I don't think I know that one. Okay, so it sounds like a country song, right? And uh -huh, it is. It does. Um, it's by a rapper called Lil Nas X. Okay. And it's, this is the only song that sounds like this. And it's like a country trap song. Mm -hmm. And it went to the number one in Billboard for country. And then Billboard saw it and it was like, no, this isn't country. And then blocked it and got it out. 
And then so the rapper went out, reached out to Billy Ray Cyrus to record the oh, vocal. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. yeah. And then Billy Ray Cyrus heard it. It was like, I'll do that. Recorded the, the chorus, the hook for it. And then now everybody is waiting to see if it's going to go back up. Yeah. Because, I mean, the song, I'll be honest, is is not that great. It's really hokey. It's like, I'm on my horse, on my tractor, like like <laughs> stuff like that. But it's over this like crazy trap beat. And you're like, oh my gosh, like this is like a new country trap is a new genre now. Yeah. And then it, it kind of sucked that Billboard was like, no. Yeah. Because it is a fun song. Mm-hmm. And then and then like uh, my friend uh, Lemmy uh, was saying like, if this was a white guy, it would have been there no problem. Yeah. Um, but back to you guys. How did you guys meet and how did how did November morning come to be? Um, so they're kind of they go hand in hand. Um, so we I think it was something like late 2017 that um, I decided, OK, I'm ready to to I've put up a couple of videos. I'm ready to work with a musician um, because I kind of have dabbled in piano, but I'm not uh, claiming to be a musician yeah. or, you know, a company myself. Um, and so I. I actually um, posted on a, a group that is um, made up of D.C. area um, musicians and music professionals and just posted, said, hey, you know, I've got a couple videos up looking for either a guitarist or a pianist. Um, you know, let me know if you like the sound and you want to work together. Right. So um, I got a really good re- set of responses. Um, you know, people were kind of representing all different sorts of um you know, opportunities. There were, you know, an 80s cover band. There was where they're looking for a lead singer. There was another um, kind of uh, rock band that was looking for kind of a co-lead female lead singer. It just sort of kind of ran the gamut. But Montre was one of them who reached out. And um, as I sort of pared things down to be closer to to what I thought would would work, um, he was he was really um, you know, the person who, who seemed like a, a really good partner to start working with. So when we um, first practiced, it was uh, in November and it was in the morning. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. it is funny because it was it sounds like, oh, that's cute. But it was actually a funny story that we now laugh a lot about. So, again, he was like, what songs, you know, let's pick three or four songs to jam on. And me being such a novice at that time. Like, oh, okay, um, Adele, Sia, like these right, right. massive belting yeah. artists. Yeah. And Montre's like, yeah, I want to, you know, hit it with these like huge songs. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was totally like, let's do this. So we book a rehearsal space and it's before noon, which now, knowing what I know now, I would never sing those artists before right, right, right. noon. Like, unless Throw I got your voice real yeah. quick. So I get in there, we practice together and it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was, pretty rough. It was, it was pretty rough. rough and he's looking at me like mm, i thought you I were, thought you were better than this you're not bad I got, I but gotta this go. is not excellent <laughs> so uh so we were just like kind of looking at each other like oh god this was a little rough how long how yeah. much longer do we have <laughs> so it's funny now because in hindsight you know we um, we've been working together, you know, a while and have a great rapport. And now we think it's just hysterical. And we also practice at like six o'clock. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's important though. You, you got to get the, you got to get the trash out of the way. Yeah. You know, all the embarrassing stuff, all the yeah. horrible stuff. But then, you know, now you guys have a sound that's, that's really, you know, it is pretty unique because 
like you were saying, the songs that you play, they really don't have much to do with each other in mm -hmm. terms of genre. It's just what fits your voice. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a great way to approach it for sure. Um, yeah, man. Um, what do you, what do well, you, just for the record, it took like six days for her to like contact me back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I think we were it's both, all good. we were both like hiding out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, just, <laughs> that did not go great. Uh, well, you know, one of the things I did remember on that morning though, because we recorded, we actually recorded a, the Sarah B song, um, Gravity. Mm. which is like way super slow and i was like what, what did i get myself into but <laughs> um you know I, I don't know if you remember i was like you know we're, we're gonna look back at this this you know this recording and it sounded it didn't sound that bad but it was it, it could have been tighter <laughs> um and i was saying to her i was like you know what we're gonna look back a year from now and we're gonna be laughing our asses off and you know and we are yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so oh. it, it you know it, it worked out and um, I think that second, the second rehearsal was way better. You know, we, I think we knew what was going to happen, what we were getting into. And, um, you know, the first time you meet someone um, and playing together, you get the jitters and, you know, it's, it's just natural. So um, as soon as we hit that second time, it was, it was on, you know. Yeah. And we knew like right right off the bat, like yeah, this this could work. This got this has legs. Yeah, definitely. And then like just the way that you guys interact with each other, like the chemistry is like right there. And that's like for people that don't play music, if there's no chemistry, dude, it's it's really weird. Yeah. Like you could be like the best singer and the best musician with the best band, but if you guys don't like click emotionally or like on some sort of other level, the music sounds like really mm -hmm. like robotronic and yeah, it's 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 like a weird uh yeah, it's like a weird hippie thing, but for sure. Yeah, yeah you, yeah. you got to have like some kind of vibe. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, exactly. Because if, if, when you're playing, like if for some reason I'm going too fast, going too slow, you you know, there's something there. It's like a nonverbal communication that will say, hey, slow down yeah. or pick up, you know, pick up the pace or, or do something. And I think you really need that. To... Especially for live. Mm -hmm. When you guys play live out a lot, I mean, that's like those onstage adjustments, especially with the crowd there, like feeding off of the crowd and like, even something as simple as like, hey, we we can't do another slow song right now. We got to like keep the energy yeah. going, right. things like that. Yeah, right. it's really important, and uh, you guys definitely have it like in the way that you guys play together and interact. It, yeah, we it's have awesome. we have a pretty funny <laughs> dynamic. I mean, we are pretty goofy during our rehearsals and uh, just kind of just real casual, real just kind of not not trying to take things too seriously to the extent of obviously wanting to get the music in the right place but you know no egos neither of us mm. have an ego and you know we're both um good saying you know hey why don't we try this differently or you know we can, we're just it's good to be open like yeah. that because i think otherwise if you're kind of uncomfortable talking about what um you know what isn't working with the sound or if the pace is off or anything is off it's just we're not going to get to a good place right. because it's just kind of i mean it's like anything right at work if somebody's not clear with you about your performance how are you going to get any better right, so right. Be like, she'll say like can you suck just a little yeah. bit less here <laughs> why can't you just play better yeah. just, yeah. just yeah, right, right here right. Better. right here and right here and right here i'll yeah. usually <laughs> ask him how that sound and he'll just go yeah it's good i'm like you hated it what's wrong with it <laughs> And I know it, so I, I'll mess he with him. He does. Yeah. He totally messes yeah. with me. 
And that's that's like the key, man. Like not having an ego when you're stepping into rehearsal is huge, man. I've been involved with a, a handful of bands as well. And it's like if you come in with like an ego and you think your shit doesn't stink, mm-hmm. dude, you're you're definitely not getting any better for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's no reason to be at that level. I mean, we're just, you know, like I, I don't know where people decide that they're going to be a superstar or whatever, yeah. but you know, your shit does stink a little yeah. bit right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't need to be like that. Yeah. yeah sure. I think that's, that's what's also great is that we're both, we both sort of came into this thinking, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just kept working at it. And um, we actually, when we, finally kind of established um you know a couple of songs that that worked pretty well we started playing them out at open mics in the area uh just to sort of test it out on you know the performance front and um it, we had we have some funny stories from those too like just like failure after failure of equipment failures like four times in a row oh, to the man. point that we were like i think we're cursed um and yeah like the his guitar c- completely cut out during a song and i had to just right keep going yeah. acapella yeah, you on like it, a though. big song too yeah. i was like oh my god <laughs> and i just kept going people came up to me afterwards and were like holy well, the crowd, shit the crowd i don't know how you kept song. going like, it yeah. was uh it was crazy but you know i think those things things are also necessary. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad to get those out of the way. You know, not that that stuff's going to keep happening, but just to have had those experiences because it tests you. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it tests like, how are you going to react? Are you going to get pissed at each other? Or are you going to be like, okay, we're just going to move through this and, you know, we're going we're to do the best best that we can with it. And we'll, for you know, we'll get back together and, and make it better next time. Um, and we did. We did that like five times and finally did a performance mm-hmm. with no equipment failures and no weird stuff. It's like the um, proudest moment. Yeah, yeah, we were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like a that's like a thing, man. You gotta you gotta vet your gear. Like, it's it's a thing, and you gotta like change batteries. Yeah, change before. batteries. <laughs> that's a that's a big one. That's batteries are a big one. If you use active pickups yep. on your guitar, you mm-hmm. gotta fresh battery all the time, just in case. I mean, they're like three bucks, so like it is good to get all of those out of the way. And like you were saying, it's it's almost like training because now you know how to react in that situation. Mm-hmm. And luckily, those happened early on. I'm assuming like a little bit of a smaller crowd. So oh, like yeah. when you get to the big venues and if something happens, you're ready for it. Yeah, yep. yeah, it is. Yep. It is pretty cool. Um, you guys play mostly covers right now and uh, going through the videos on Instagram and social media and stuff like that. It was like I said, it was crazy because it's like wide variety of genres, but it is always that November morning sound, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, is there any like added pressure that comes from playing a cover because it's someone else's song and you kind of feel like you don't want to fuck up someone else's like masterpiece or someone else's creative work? Does that ever cross your mind at all? Yeah, I mean, particularly as, you know, a vocalist, I'm thinking about and and we have some pretty tough songs i mean vocally you know we've got some stuff in there that really challenges me um and they're by you know artists that are just ridiculous in terms of their vocal ability and so i think you have to really kind of find the the balance between thinking that you're ever really going to be able to mimic that that person to the to the point that they're at because they're you know a superstar but also kind of realizing that the the best thing often is to not try to mimic it too 
closely right. and to sort of put your own take on it, um, you know, because otherwise you are kind of too direct in comparison. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, of, of course, with covers, particularly songs that people know i mean they're when people know a song they're starting to play it in their head so they're listening to you but they're also putting you against the track that's starting to play in their head and you know it's it's if you if you diverge from that but you do it intentionally and and you take it down its own lane i think that's a good thing um if you stay close to it uh just you know respect the uh the boundaries i mean you're not going to see me pulling out a whitney houston song in the acoustic form i mean that's you know the untouchable kind of thing that um you know but uh but yeah it's it is pressure um because your people have a baseline and they're always going to be sort of comparing it against that. Yeah. What do you think on the guitar end? Playing covers were the songs that we are trying to play in, 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 you know, all the different genres. Um, For me, it actually, I really don't really care of trying to mimic the particular, um, you know, artist because I'm actually going, I'm going to take whatever they have and try to play just acoustic chords over it and all that stuff. Right. Um, for me as a guitarist, I actually have a lot of leeway. Like I can screw up here, I can screw up there, which is <laughs> which is kind of good, um, and, and on my part, and and um, because you know I, I I get that chance. But for Lisa, since she actually has to cover it vocally, that's more prominent. That's a little bit more um, expected of her to hit it. But if if someone said, you know what, you you, you missed a, a, a note here or there on a chord, uh, I don't care. However, if I was playing something like Metallica, which is like instrumental, you know, they're, they're very heavy on instruments, very heavy on solos. If I screw up a solo there, then I would feel pretty bad, yeah. right? Because yeah. that's part of the song. That's part of the, the cover that I actually have to, you know, it's all about performance at that point. Um, but going back to our genre, you know, it's just kind of, you know, I, I don't care too much, really, of, mm. as long as it Less sounds pressure. good. Yeah, it's a little it's, more forgiving, yeah. Yeah. I think. That's, that's the word. Yeah, it's way forgiving. It's way more forgiving for guitarists. Well, the thing is, like, you are essentially rearranging uh, an arrangement for sometimes, like, a full band and then summing it down to just one instrument. So, Correct. like, what's the challenge with that? It is very challenging because... Uh, for instance, we played this song, um, Tennessee Whiskey, that a lot of people like. But for me, as a as an instrumentalist, I guess, I feel like we need to have a lot more of, uh, you know, um, you, you know, more more guitars or more something, more depth. To fill the sound. To fill down. the sound. Because for me, like, I know it sounds good. Lisa's going to knock it out of the park vocally. But for me, when I, when I, when I hear something that bluesy or uh in that kind of genre people expect like a less a small guitar solo kind of like walk up walk downs and and all this stuff um and for that one unless i'm using a looper it's just straight like you know basic like you know 12 bar blues well that's demanding in a different way because you want you want to cut the solo on there but then you're also playing the changes for lisa at the same time so yeah i mean you can't you can't play two things at once. Yeah, so that's the, that's really the challenge of boiling down a you know a big band thing mm-hmm. down to just an an acoustic uh, or a single acoustic guitar. Um, but for the most part, if it's if it's kind of like straightforward, you got like you know you know simple bass lines, simple chord progression. Um, I I actually like it because you can um, 
you could do a lot with it. You can, you can, you have a little bit more free range to to roam around right. musically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, just because it's not so demanding and you don't have to be perfect on it. Yeah, I think the the acoustic duo is also challenging in its in its own right because of that. You don't have this band to sort of fill the sound out like we're like we're saying um and you don't have sort of all of those instruments in terms if i'm speaking as a vocalist to sort of catch you on times where you're not maybe at your best or where you miss notes i mean i'm fully on display um you know in this setting which i think is ironic given my uh, the way i sort of came into this with all this you know stage fright and thankfully that's sort of dissipated over you know the last few years but i'm in this very very vulnerable setting that is so much more pressure in an acoustic duo so when we cover something we have to be careful we have to make it sound good it has to sound recognizable but not you know too much of uh you know an exact reflection um and i mean we've we've gone through several songs where we ended up just tossing them off the list because Mm. it just consistently didn't work um or it's just one of those songs where it just doesn't sound right in an acoustic setting um it just needs more and then like like you were saying if you were playing guitar and accompanying yourself, mm-hmm. you know how to add that instrument to kind of back yourself up. But like you were saying, acoustic duo, you are relying 100% on yeah. Montre to catch you if you're going to fall. Yeah. And that's why you can't have the batteries run out. <laughs> <laughs> he will literally yeah. never let that happen yeah. again. No, not at all. No, but like, I have like 15 batteries in there. <laughs> well, but that is a thing. I mean, like solo vocalists, that could be the scariest thing because you're relying on your instrumentalists to really support you right there. And um, yeah, man, it like people don't understand how how ballsy that is to get up on stage like that. It is a it's a tough one. A lot yeah. of trust. Yeah, a lot it of is, trust. It is. Especially and the guitarist like drinking tons of beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's always like, come on, have some beers. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't yeah. be drinking those beers before I go and sing. Come yeah. on. Get all yeah. sloppy. I got, like, a, I got a pizza going. I got a cigarette. <laughs> He's always eating greasy food, yeah. drinking booze. I'm like, oh, my God. I'll catch you after the show. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. So, like, going back to, like, the songs that you guys cover, one of the songs that you recently put together is uh, Marvin Gaye, Heard It Through the Grapevine. Yeah. It's, like, the latest one, right? Love it, yes. Um, And I heard a snippet of it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, Why'd you guys pick that? It's not the type of song that you would expect from acoustic duo. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not really folky. Mm -hmm. It's not really, you know, like, winery pop. You know what I mean? This is, like, Marvin Gaye is, like, the king of R&B. So, like, why'd you go that way? Yeah, I mean that is my my zone. That's the music that I grew up on. Um, that's what shaped me as a vocalist, and and really has had such a huge influence on my sound. Um, you know, I said I have an eclectic mix of music that I like, but songs that I actually like to sing. Um, when I was younger, my parents just played Motown constantly. Had kind of oldies stations on um, a lot of fifties and sixties music. Uh, and at the time, I hated it because I just wanted to listen to what was popular. But, I, you know, later in life realized that I love that music. It was right. so – there's so much talent. There wasn't – you know, there there were – you know, there was production, but it wasn't 
doctored in a studio the way they just didn't have that yeah they didn't and so it just required that you be an excellent you know singer a musician and um that uh you know there was a lot of uh soul and r&b um in that era so Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, The Supremes. I mean, I love that stuff. That's my that is my jam. Um, when I sing that stuff, and I think Montre has seen it, he he's like, "You're woo, that is in your zone, and right. you just kind of come alive when you sing that stuff." Um, so I really wanted us to get to the point where we could add more from that period of time, um, and you know, because it's. You know, I think a lot of those songs still stand up and a lot of people still recognize a lot, um, a lot of them. But but some of them are lesser known as we continue to be further from that time period. Um, And so, you know, we we just wanted to keep it with with things that people recognize for Mm -hmm. now. Um, And that one that one that one's huge. I mean, I actually a couple years ago tried out for the voice and I sang that one. Oh, nice. (laughs) What was that experience like? Uh, it was weird. Um, it was uh, it, it was a like a cattle call. I mean, and I yeah. knew, and I knew it would be. I, yeah. I didn't do it actually going into it thinking anything but that and that it was just going to be a good experience. Yeah. Um, you know, beforehand, I talked to my vocal coach and I said, like, shoot me straight. Is this just a cattle call? Because I think it that's what it is. And they already have I think they already have their people picked out. Um, and he said because he's. Um, worked with people who've been on the show. He's like, yeah, definitely, but go and do it. Um, you know, basically that show they're looking for, they just lowered the age range. So they're looking to try to find like a teenager right, basically right, right. who they can, you know, mold, um, but do it for the experience. So I did it um, at the one in Baltimore oh, cool. a couple of years ago and sang that song. Um, it was kind of bizarre, just hours and hours and hours of waiting in line. Um, and then going into a room with a producer and you're with about, I think each room had 10 people mm. and you just walk up to a line and they go, go. And you get, uh, I want to say 30 seconds right. to, to sing. Um, so yeah, so we're excited to, to bring that one into the mix. We're going to have other in our full set list. It has several other kind of Motown oldies R&B songs. Um, and, uh, and that was one that we just wanted to put out there to kind of tell everyone that these are, there's going to be this kind of music in our, in our shows. Um, and I think it's fun. Uh, we played that, we played it out, um, at a restaurant that we played at a couple weeks ago, um, where we played as the featured act uh, out there, and it, people loved it. I mean, it kind of gets you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of moving a little bit to the beat, um, and it really works well in an um, in an acoustic duo. Um, we we like it. Yeah, it's one of the things. Like you asked, you know, why did we pick it? Um, when I when I kind of look at like um, the songs that we should go for. Lisa's vocals are it's like it's like in any instruments like it could be a guitar it could be a violin it could be an oboe it doesn't matter what it is but if you fit the right instrument to the right song and it's got the perfect texture it's got the right stuff to it um, I think that's what we're going to go go with and I think one of the things about um, Grapevine is that her voice fits perfectly for that song right and that's one of the reasons why we we picked it all right so let's hear it all right let's do it Ooh, I bet you're wondering how I knew 
out your plans to make me blue With some other girl you knew before Between the two of us girls you know I love you more It took me by surprise I must say When I found out yesterday Don't you know I heard it through the grapevine That not much longer would you be mine supposed to cry but these tears I can't hold inside losing you would in my life you see cause you mean that much to me you could have told me yourself that you loved her or someone else instead I heard it through the grapevine that not much longer would you be That's a that's a great version of that song. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Montre, is that like so like the original song "Heard It Through the Grapevine" is a lot of bass. Yeah, like that bass line really drives that song. Right, but you got no bass. There's no bass. Yeah, right? no, no, no. <laughs> but you arrange the song for guitar in a way that that low end is really supporting, and then you know the guitar tone too is very warm. Right, and then that's why. Lisa's voice cuts through that so nice because she has that like real clean vocal texture. Correct. Is that intentional? Yeah, well, no, no. One, one, one of the things that intentional that I wanted to do was, um, you know, like I wanted to play a little bit more of the power chords at the very beginning to try to get that bass because I know like that's the only time I can actually have a chance to throw a little bit more bass in there. But then you kind of go into like the little minor chords uh, during during the verses to kind of, to kind of give it a little bit of texture. Because if you don't have that bass, you got to give something else. And that something else is just to get a little bit of a different voicing, a chord voicing. Um, so if you hear there's like a, you know, a D minor chord and a B minor chord and like a G minor 7 chord or something. Um, and it, I just feel like that, those are the chords that give it a little bit of flavor 
to complement Lisa's vocals. Yeah, man. Yeah. It came together really nice. Um, I do appreciate like darker covers. Like, I mean, if you're going to cover a song and because you guys are duo, you can't cover it exactly. Like you're not like a wedding band where it's note for note, all the same stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do something like this, might as well make it your own. And I really think that you did. And like your vocals are killing it on it for sure. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, we... Um a lot of times I think we have the ability to in this in this um, setting in the acoustic duo setting to, to pull a song down and kind of um, tailor it emotionally. I mean, if you think about the words, right, everybody knows the beat and the song of Grapevine, but they might not be understanding what the words are. I mean, the words are about uh, this person being cheated on, you know, right, so it is right. dark. It is. Um, so when it has kind of a, this peppy, uppy vibe that we all know from the song. It, from the raisins. It, yeah. yeah. You see, yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. You're, you're flashing back to these <laughs> California raisins commercials thinking right. like, this is actually a really sad song. Yeah. And this guy, and then this girl you know when i'm singing it is is bummed they're wondering you know i'm hearing that you're cheating on me like i just tell me is this is this what's going on or not because i'm you know i don't want to hear it from other people i right, want to hear right. it straight from you so kind of that darker sound is actually intentional um in, in that way uh and it you know we're we're kind of able to pull on that and tailor it because we get to strip it down to this you know acoustic setting a lot of times less is more you know what I mean? Yeah, like you, for sure. you can speak volumes with less notes, less instruments, you know, like a lot of people like on the voice that you, you mentioned, like maybe 75% of those singers are like belting it out, runs for days and, you know, all these complicated vocal licks. But like sometimes you just want to, you know, take a step back and let, you know, the lyrics really do their work. And I think, I think this was a great arrangement for that, for sure. Awesome. Um, so I ask this to uh, a lot of singer-songwriters that come in through here. Um, who are some of the artists that you guys like look to for inspiration? I know, Manchu, you mentioned like Metallica. <laughs> Pantera. And, uh, Pantera. <laughs> hey, Pantera is my favorite band. Oh, they're phenomenal. Yeah, my yeah. favorite band. R.I.P. Yeah. to both the yeah, Abbott brothers. Exactly. But um, yeah, my favorite band, Pantera. Nice. I'm a big fan of Tool as well. And then uh, also the Seattle sound, you know, like, I grew yeah. up on that in the 90s. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what about you, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you keep throwing it. You keep throwing it to her. I, I want to talk to a fellow guitarist for a little bit. He's like, I just told bit. you Pantera is my favorite yeah. band. I need more. Done. Well, Done. well, well. Um, a little bit of dime back, Daryl. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anybody like from like this era or like more modern that you that you look to? You know what? Like, I, I tell you this, like, my whole thing was like, you know, metal and grunge and rock and all that stuff. And I and Lisa introduced me to uh, John Mayer. I was so amazed at how well this kid can play. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't have listened to John Mayer yeah. back in the day. But um, now that I'm trying to, like, expand my horizons and then kind of expand my tastes, I, I, I kind of took a little bit more critical approach to it. Um, and this guy is, is amazing, like absolutely amazing the way he plays some of these blues chords. He's all about like semitones and all this mm, stuff. And he's yeah. so, his, his voice ear, leading yeah, is his nuts, ear yeah. is insane. So I can only hope to ever get to like a quarter of his abilities, but he's actually someone I would start to look more towards as a, uh, you know, as an, as an idol or, or something. Aside from his like really poppy stuff, which I don't really get down to his uh, blues trio stuff. It's is incredible. I mean, like people, yeah. people, you know, make comments about his like personal life and like 
whatever. The kid can play guitar, yeah. though, for sure. You know, he seems he seems cool as shit. Like, so there, there's a couple of YouTube channels out there that he he just, you know, one of these one one time he he went on YouTube Live or something because the Grammys were going on and he didn't get invited and he was like really <laughs> pissed off, you know, like. <laughs> And he was like telling everybody, um, but then he gave like a, a blues lesson like on YouTube. Yeah. And this is how I play. And, and I was like, you're, everybody's like, holy shit, that's, that guy's nuts. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lisa? Finally. Yeah. <laughs> huh. No, I like hearing that yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I talked about the, um, the influences from past stuff. I mean, currently, um, you know, I really look to artists whose, um, you know, vocals really stand out to me um, or their songwriting ability. I've always really listened to the words and songs. That has been something, you know, I, I'll talk to people and they'll go, oh, I don't even know. I know I sing along with it, but I don't really know what the song's about, where I'm the person who's going, oh, wow, that was such a great set of lines and right, that lyric right. and the way they came. And this is this is a deep song or something like that. Um, so obviously, Sarah Bareilles is my just top. I mean, she's um, I fangirl out with, with with her. I've been to, I think, three or four of her concerts um, and her Broadway show. She's just absolute pure, raw talent. Um, she can sing. She has come out on her stage and ha- and started her concert completely a cappella, and you can't fake that. She doesn't lip sing. She um, is at the piano or playing the guitar or playing the ukulele or just all kinds of stuff. Um, she's she's insanely talented, um, and she's a ridiculous songwriter. Her her songs are so unique and um, creative. Uh, so I love her. And sound wise, um, I really like Lady Gaga. She's ridiculously talented. And I think a lot more people are realizing that now because of things movie, like right? A Star yeah. is Born. But I mean, she kind of was forced into this mega star pop genre. So I, I it's not that I would sit there singing, you know, Poker Face or something yeah. like that. But when you hear her really in her purest form or you look back at the videos before she was famous where she's playing the piano and singing at these places in New York. She's just amazing. Well, she had a band, the Stephanie, whatever her last mm-hmm. name is, band. And they had a little EP. I used to have a copy of it. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I found that stuff after, you know, the poker face and mm-hmm. then, you know, all those pop songs came out. But like that, yeah, she has chops too. Man. Yeah, yeah. So those are, yeah, those are, those are um, definitely influences. I would say from the past, I, there's a lot of male artists that, um, that I like to, to sing. Um, Nowadays, not so much. I mean, we, we do a Chris Stapleton song because he's got that kind of blues, gritty, you know, soul sound. Um, So I like his sound. I love John, John Mayer. Um, I don't like the poppy stuff either, but I I like the, the soulful John Mayer. Um, And, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the, um, female artists today I, I just like the ones who can stand at a mic and no other instruments and it's just it's just them in their purest form and they are just these vocal machines like just completely blow you out of the water yeah man <laughs> yeah and then obviously i really loved amy winehouse's sound um she she's 
also someone who has those soul and blues, but obviously she was she was more into the jazz uh, side of things as well. Um, so I, I think a lot of people, you know, loved her music, particularly when um, she was kind of in the back to uh, black era. Yeah, it's yeah. called. Um, and obviously, you know, tragic tragic story for for her, but she her sound is very very well suited for my vocal range um Mm. i sing an amy winehouse song and think okay that that's easy i can i can sing that song and that's not the case you know for for everyone but it fits really well in my vocal range whereas somebody else might sing something that you know kind of shifts a little bit higher and that's not in my comfort zone modulated down yeah exactly around Yeah, yeah yeah so she's uh she's a huge um, influence um, for for me. We have a couple of her songs in our set list. I would probably throw five or six more in there if I could, but we gotta we gotta. I gotta stop her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Amy Winehouse, right? Yeah. Do you want to give one of her songs a try? Let's oh do, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm no good is one of our ones that we love. Not Valerie. You're not going with that. Yes, <laughs> it, we we definitely do a very very good take on that. But just since I'm sure everyone probably just heard that 20 times in the past week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing, right? You gotta you gotta play the hits, but at the same time, you can't play the song that everybody has. Yeah, there's a lot of finesse that's involved. Yeah, and there it, is. It is pretty like it's good to hear that you guys are like paying attention to all that stuff. It's like people think, oh, I know like 10 songs on the guitar, I can you know play three out yeah try playing three hours that's a lot of songs oh, yeah. that's like hundreds of time. songs yeah <laughs> thousands yeah that's like thousands of that's like millions of songs so like you can't even hear it you know don't 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 knock it till you try it that's sure. right that's um right. but yeah so let's hear it uh you know i'm no good amy yeah. winehouse yeah all right let's do it Downstairs in the bar and hug your rolled up sleeves and your skull t-shirt. You say, What did you do with him today? And sniff me out like I was Tangeray. Cause you're my fella, my guy. Hand me your Stella and fly By the time I'm out the door You're ten men down like Roger Moore I cheated myself Like I knew I would I told you I was trouble You know that I'm no good Upstairs in bed with my ex-boy He's in the place but I can't get joy I'm thinking on you in the final throws This is when my buzzer goes Run out to meet your chips and pitta You say when we marry cause you're not bitter There'll be none of him no more I cried for you on the kitchen floor 
I cheated myself like I knew I would. I told you I was troubled. You know that I'm no good. Sweet reunion, Jamaica and Spain. We're like how we work it. I'm in the tub, you on the sea. Lick your lips as I soak my feet. Then you notice little carpet burns. My stomach drops and my guts churn. You shrug and it's the worst. I truly stuck the night in burst. I cheated myself like I knew I would. I told you I was troubled. You know that I'm no good. I cheated myself. Like I knew I would. I told you I was troubled. You know I'm no good. Yeah, man, that is a really great version of that song. And you are right about the vocal range of Amy Winehouse. I could tell that it fits right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I love I, I love singing her her music. So I try to do it justice. I'm glad yeah, you like man, it for sure. <laughs> And, you know, it is, that's also a dark song. It is. <laughs> it is. We're I'm dark. seeing yeah. a trend here. Theme? Maybe we the should theme? be called November I know. Night. November Night. <laughs> November Dark. Yeah, the darkness in November. Yeah, man. Um, are there any plans for your own music? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I um, just wrote two of uh, my own songs. Um, so that's huge and really exciting um and uh Montre and I have been working on putting chords behind them um and it's yeah it's it's been so interesting I've I've always kind of dabbled in in songwriting I've I've gone and when I was younger I used to write in notebooks and fill pages with uh with songs um that I would uh you know just sort of make up on the fly and I never really took it all the way from beginning to end and, and really made sure that the lyrics worked rhythmically and um, that there was, you know, a, a real good, strong melody. And, of course, pulling it all the way through to having chords. Um, so, so yeah, so that's that's where we're at. We've, um, we've got two. Um, and we are, uh, going to be adding more for sure. It's, it's been fun. It was, it was new for me to do that. I know it was new for Montreal. Yeah, brand new. I'd never, I never even attempted to do it in. Wait, no, you never attempted to write your own song? No, I mean, like it was like, uh, you know, a little, I was a little bit lazy maybe. I don't know, but, um, it, it takes a lot to, to kind of, you know, kind of just sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to write something. I'm going to come up with some melody. I'm going to come up with some kind of chord progression um and it's it, you know it's you have to be in a certain mode for it hmm. um and i think we're we're actually kind of forced to do because since you know lisa's already got her lyrics down her melody down now it's kind of like on me to kind of put some um some musical you know aspect to it 
And what I find is it's super, it's, it's super fun. It's like, it's super like, uh, enlightening, I guess. I, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's eye-opening to, to kind of figure out you have like a, a, a bag of tools, a bag of tricks that you can pull out from your past playing, you know, covers and pulling from the different genres that you've been playing. And then you can kind of put that together and come up with, you know, something, something interesting, you know, that fits our sound or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I'd never tried it, but right now, since I am trying it, I, 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 I'm full, I'm all about it now. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's been so much fun. Um, I, I think that, actually getting the song down was was difficult um just really having that goal of okay i'm going to finish these songs and starting with one and then expanding to two um it's such an interesting process i mean you have to come up with a, not only a melody that makes sense but a melody that you can match with words that means something um you know you're not just writing a poem with things that rhyme that's not how it goes um and then you might have this idea in your head of sort of how you want it to sound if you were to sit there and kind of sing it in your bedroom but then once you go and try to put it to chords you find yourself going oh yeah some of these lyrics don't work um anymore and you have to make adjustments and we've um we've done that we've i mean i've adjusted one of the songs Probably like yeah, probably like ten millions of times. Millions of times. (laughs) Uh and second one, same same thing. Um and and then an an added uh kind of challenge, but what is also fun is making sure that you write a song that has a melody and chords that fits your sound because Mm -hmm. that's you know, if we if I went and just wrote some song and it it didn't work with my vocal range it would or with kind of this the sound that we're going for it might be this complete tangent where it's like it's it's a great song but when you go to play it at a show people are completely confused and feel like you just went really random on them and you right. already are kind of fighting an uphill battle of sorts when you play your originals out because nobody knows them right. unless they've heard it, you know, when they come and have seen your shows enough time to, to recognize it. Um, so there's so much that goes into the process. Um, and, you know, I think we loosely knew that that was the case, but really, you know, faced it. Um, and it's, and it's a, it's a creative, I think it's an art and a science. It's a creative process that, um, you know, it's, it's challenging, but it's fun. It's, you know, Super putting, fun. putting this yeah. puzzle together yep. musically, um, you know, and, uh, it's been, it's been awesome. I think it's almost like kind of exhilarating. It's like a little bit of a high once you finally get it, you know, pieced together. I, we were practicing the first song that I wrote and there was this moment where it just clicked and we were played, we played it, the lyrics worked with it. And it was so exciting. We like got up and gave each other a high five. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. this is awesome. And this we're is like, fun. What do we play again? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> and, yeah. And then it's like, when you, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, what chord was that yeah. don't forget yeah. that <laughs> well that's a pro tip got to record your rehearsals yes yeah. top to bottom Absolutely. top to bottom um i love uh talking to people who are in transition because you're talking to people that are realizing a lot of new things about themselves mm-hmm. you know and so it is just really nice to talk to you to have found songwriting mm-hmm. i mean it is uh man you're you're talking about vulnerability um if you feel vulnerable singing someone else's song on stage try singing your own songs right. it yeah. is a whole nother level because mm-hmm. now it's if they hate a cover you can go like 
well, you know, that's not my song, so I, I don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. If some, if people don't like your originals, you take that so personally. Oh, yeah. At least oh, for yeah. me. Oh yeah. Um yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And like that's why I really feel like singer songwriters like it takes a different breed of person to do it. Um it takes a whole nother level of willingness to open yourself up to whoever walks in to the venue. Mm-hmm. You can't choose who gets to come in and listen to your music. And even online, like when you when you put it on social media or put it on YouTube or whatever, you don't get to choose like, oh, I only want my friends and my family to listen to. I guess you could like with private stuff. But like, you know, for the most part, you really can't, especially mm-hmm. if you're playing live. So, yeah, that's another it's another added level of pressure. But I mean, it's it's so great that you guys have found it and that you guys like it. It mm-hmm. is uh, it is a beautiful thing for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, man. Uh, you guys play two kind of dark songs. Do you guys play any songs that aren't so dark? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we we have um, we have several kind of fun peppy songs in our in yeah, our. Yeah, I think one of list. what, what um, put your records on is probably one. Of, yeah, so that one's a, that's a sweet song. That's. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you know that one. It's uh, Corinne Bailey Ray, um, and it's just a really kind of sweet uh, soul song that um, I like because it um, forces me to get a little um, softer with my vocals. Um, there are some a couple of lifted moments, um, but it does uh, it, it does kind of have a softer sound, um, which I think is a nice blend with some of the. Um, you know, more powerful uh, soul sounds that are in some of the other songs. Yeah, man. I'm a fan of Corinne Bailey Ray, by the way. She's she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Like, yeah, she's very cool. You know she's cool. like a cool person, too, yeah. just based on the music. She might not be, but, you know, that's what I like to think. <laughs> um, yeah, and that that is one of my favorite songs. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and it's perfect for a day like this. Super sunny outside. Yeah, and, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's hear it. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Three little birds sat on my window And they told me I don't need to worry Summer came like cinnamon, so sweet Little girls double dutch on the concrete Maybe sometimes we've got it wrong But it's alright The more things seem to change The more they stay the same Don't you hesitate Girl, put your records on Tell me your favorite song You go ahead, let your hair down Sapphire and faded jeans I hope you get your dreams You go ahead, let your hair down You're gonna find yourself somewhere, somehow Blue as the sky, sunburnt and lonely Sipping tea at a bar by the roadside Just relax And don't you let those other boys fool you Gotta love that afro hairdo Maybe sometimes we feel afraid But it's alright The more you stay the same 
The more things seem to change Oh, don't you think it's strange Girl, put your records on Tell me your favorite song Oh, go ahead, let your hair down Sapphire and faded jeans I hope you get your dreams Oh, go ahead, let your hair down Oh, you're gonna find yourself somewhere Somehow it's more than I could take Pity for pity's sake Some nights kept me away I thought that I was stronger When you gonna realize That you don't even have to try any longer Do what you want to Girl, put your records on Tell me your favorite song Oh, go ahead, let your hair down Sapphire and faded jeans I hope you get your dreams You'll go ahead, let your hair down Girl, put your records on Tell me your favorite song You'll go ahead, let your hair down Sapphire and faded jeans I hope you get your dreams Just go ahead, let your hair down Oh, you're gonna find yourself somewhere, somehow. Yeah, and that that's a great that's a great cover too. I mean, it really is. You know, I I kind of wish we could hear your original music, but I I know you're not ready for that quite yet, and that's that's fine because you guys are definitely coming back on. We'll do this all over oh, again. Yeah, I love it. Talk about songwriting and and your own music, but you know, going back to. Uh, pyro as it is called right <laughs> that's what we right. call it yeah put your records on pyro <laughs> that's um, our abbreviation when we when we write to each other about yeah. <laughs> which songs <laughs> yeah um and as you were performing it it really highlighted the fact that your voice really changes textures from one cover to the next mm -hmm. like you're really using your voice as an instrument to match the song and kind of like the backbone of your whole set list is your song selection is dependent on Lisa's vocal. Mm -hmm. And this is just another great example because like you're using completely different textures that are not in, you know, Amy Winehouse or Marvin Gaye. And I'm assuming other songs mm -hmm. like that falsetto you use. It sounds great. And it is one of my favorite songs and, you know, definitely doing it justice. I love that. Yeah. And I'm actually just um, recovering from a cold where I completely lost my voice for almost four days um so i'm i'm on the mend so uh i you know hitting that falsetto is difficult i mean you're just a singer your voice is everything and so i just i think it's so interesting um you know to today is a is a day when i'm in when i just like other singers i'm coming off of a, a long time of being you know unwell but the thing is you just have to get through it it can't be an oh, well I'm, I'm sick so i'm just not gonna do that show that i've had booked for a month or something like yeah. that um and i mean you see that all the time with people who are on much bigger stages i mean you you have uh these these you know big singers like pink going on tour and she i mean she was crazy sick for the national anthem that she sung at i think it was the super, super bowl, bowl or something yeah. like uh, last year um she was really sick she sounded great and she had to do it so you have to sort of um you know take care of your your voice i mean it is that's what i was saying with mantras like come on have some beers i'm like i can't yeah yeah that's a that's a thing more yeah. for me yeah yeah i know i know it is um so i mean that's 
you know, I, I like that song. Um, and it just makes me think about the the sort of, um, you know, I guess the the training and the upkeep piece um, that ends up happening because uh, from here, you know, I'm I'm got to make sure I'm drinking a ton of water. Yeah. Got to, you know, I mean, I have a vice for things like all the bad stuff, all yeah. the cheese, all the <laughs> all the wine and the beer and the spicy food. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like terrible yeah. <laughs> for that. <laughs> well, it's it's that's another thing, man. Like keeping your voice healthy is mm-hmm. that's another that's another level of training, and that's that's how you can weed out people who are doing it for fun and people who are taking it seriously like you guys, mm-hmm. it is part of your body that you need to train and that you need to keep healthy. Mm-hmm. And if it is going to be a serious thing, it's going to be, you know, like your livelihood, then you got to take care of it for sure. Yeah. And especially right now in the spring, um, you know, the all these additional allergens are in the air and it's just, you know, really irritating on your throat and, you know, your, your whole, you know, nasal passages down (laughs) in your throat and your, your body is just out of whack. Everybody even, I mean, and I have terrible allergies. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just another thing to consider, um, you know, for, for a vocalist is that the, the things that, you know, you could that people don't realize that can impact how you sound. Um, and uh, and it's just, um, you know, all throughout the year, you're sort of dealing with that in the winter. It's really dry, dry yeah. air. You know, you're running humidifiers, you know, constantly. Um, so it's uh, that's why I think it's funny talking about the the name November Morning and how that came up just because now I've I've really just kind of been this own this student of my own voice for, you know, the time for a long time, but particularly so since we've been really kind of putting the gas on with with this effort to to get us to where we can play out um you know that's just so ridiculous to try to sing those songs in the morning because you got to get going just like you wouldn't jump up out of bed and start trying to do deadlifts a couple of hours after you wake up um unless you want to pull some muscles so you know you don't you don't jump up out of bed and three hours later sing Sia and then follow it with Adele yeah yeah (laughs) well that's yeah like I was saying that is a it's a that's the mentality of a pro gotta do it um so where where are you guys taking this? What are you guys saying? What's the goal that here? That is a great question. A good question. I, don't know. I mean, and it's fine yeah. to not really know because like part of it is the, it sounds so cheesy, but part of it is the journey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. It really is. Though. It is. It is though. I mean, you yeah. don't really need, you know, mm-hmm. some people are like, I want to play out or mm-hmm. I want to get a deal or I want to make a record or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, if you don't have that, that's fine too. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I do, I am a super goal-oriented person. Um, so I think, you know, having some some loose parameters in place in terms of where, what we want to do with this is, has always been important. And we've always been on the same page about let's, we're not trying to be crazy. We, we're not like, oh, okay, so cool. In a couple of years, we'll move to New York and we'll just, you know, yeah. <laughs> really uh, just like Start post touring. up next to Rihanna yeah. and yeah. let's do this. Yeah. Um, so we we both sort of came into this like, let's, let's see how it goes. Let's, you know, let's practice as regularly as we can, but things come up in our lives. And so, you know, if we need to shift things, that's fine. But, you know, let's also not go too long because then 
we're going to be working from behind um, and let's let's focus and get a full set list in place and let's get some gigs and see where it takes us. Um, and I think that's a good a good mindset to have um, because I also think if you if you're too prescriptive about your own goals when you don't know what's actually realistic, then you're you could end up really disappointed for no reason. So, you know, we have been very fortunate that we just, um, you know, announced the acoustic duo fairly recently in March and then, you know, happened to just have a lot going on in the first five weeks or so. Um, you know, we have um, some shows, uh, had the opportunity to uh, play the um, We Are the Nine singer-songwriter series at Jam and Java in Vienna, which um, was just an amazing opportunity. Um, and then we have a show um, coming up that's our first full show, um, a four-hour gig um, in Alexandria. And so that all sort of fell into place like cool like let's let's do it and then after that i don't know (laughs) it'll either get really quiet or we'll keep picking up stuff well you guys decided on the perfect time because spring into summer is singer songwriter like this is the season for right now patios and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure wineries yeah Yeah. wineries would be fun we would love to do wineries i think that would be super fun yeah um We've been talking for a minute. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or discuss or? Um, I mean, no, I mean, this is such a good conversation. I think was interesting in, in our collaboration is that, you know, again, we work so well together because we're not bringing big egos into it. Um, and we just sort of are really similar in terms of personality um, with you know, again, not taking ourselves too seriously. We have fun. We're, you know, communicative and, and all of that. Um, but also, you know, Montre is extremely supportive. Um, and I think that's been really cool. Um, when I first started getting into the, the DC music scene, my one of my first entry points was um, I attended some events for this group called Project Hera. Um, that's and... so funny that you mentioned <laughs> that because I'm going to have Kathy on. Um... Oh, no. Nice. Thing next month at the Toro, right? Yeah. So she yeah. was huge in um, in really sort of um, helping me get get my feet on the ground and figuring out sort of which which way to walk <laughs> yeah. um, in, in this because I sort of came at this like, all right, I want to do something. I, I, I'm I'm not as scared as I used to be and singing. What in the world do I do? So yeah. So Kathy, um, I actually got introduced to her and attended a kind of roundtable of sorts of of women who were involved in in Project Hera. And it was so interesting to hear how many um, female musicians um, and singers. Uh, have have had such a hard time finding um, a good collaborative partner. And that doesn't just mean men. That means just anyone to sort of, um, you know, work in tandem and not in competition um, and really sort of lift each other up and, and go from there. Um, so I've um, I attended that of, um, event and have uh, followed the group closely and continue to support their efforts. Um, and I think that, that that's a really important piece of the success formula in this is finding someone um, who 
you know, really is, is sort of bought in on what on what you're trying to do together. Um, and it's it's not a competition. It's a collaboration that you're, you know, both sort of working towards the same end goals. You're, you know, um, respectful of each other, respectful of the process. Um, and I think that's been a big piece of why we've been huge working together so yeah. long. Yeah, man. Well, for me, it was just such a pleasure to talk to both of you guys. You guys are obviously really locked in. You guys have a great chemistry, great banter. I love it. And your sound is great. And the way that you're approaching it is so professional. And, you know, I really can't wait to hear your original music now. I mean, that is the trope, right? You play covers Mm -hmm. to get people to listen to your originals. And you guys are like right on your way. And uh, just from me, so grateful that you came by the podcast to do this. And uh, yeah, man, I'm... Dude. Really glad to have met you guys. This is like uh, a. I feel fun. like I'm. I feel like I've known you guys for a while. Yeah. So yeah, this is a this is a great experience. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for having us on. It's so exciting and fun to talk about it in you know this kind of initial phase we're sort of navigating. Yeah. yeah. All of I mean, this. and that's Exploring. that's what makes yeah. it. I mean, that's why this podcast has been so cool. It's like talk to like veterans and then like guys that are just jumping into it like you. And so it is. And you got us. Yeah. No, no, but that's, that's part of it because like you learn, I personally, I learned so much from whoever sits right here. Now I'm learning from you guys, like how you guys are approaching something. And I'm always inspired and I'm always learning from the people that I talk to. So just for me, thank you so much for coming. Um, November morning, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And there you have it. The 25th episode of the Lucha Lounge podcast is in the books. I had such a great time talking with both Lisa and Montre. They're both very talented and great people, and I can't wait to have them back in studio to hear their original music. If you'd like to see what they are up to, you can follow them on Instagram at November Morning Music. And they also have a show this Saturday, May 4th at Hops and Shine in Alexandria, Virginia. The show starts at 8.30 p.m., so don't miss it. All the info can be found on their Instagram. Well, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.